China has a quarter of the world's Alzheimer's patients. With the country's gray population growing rapidly, the number of patients will likely increase fourfold by 2050. Meet the patients, their families and caregivers, and discover the anxiety, struggle and misconceptions behind one of the biggest problems of an aging society in our documentary, Aging in China, Living with Alzheimer's, on CGTN Radio. For podcast listeners, search The Top Story and find the program on all popular podcast apps on September the 21st, the 30th World Alzheimer's Day. Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable. I'm Lai Ming, joined by Ding Hen and Yu Hongling in the studio. Coming up is not uncommon for tour guides to bring up or even invent some fun but anecdotal stories to entertain their guests. But the National Museum of China says this is not permissible behavior on its premise. Is there a reason why it's being so strict? And the first Golden Pandas Awards is being held in the southwestern city of Chengdu. It showcases top-notch films, TV programs, documentaries, and animations by participants from around the world. In our special series, we introduce some great content featured at this year's event. Now, a roundtable. We kick off this half hour with some new regulations at the National Museum. So,、uh, I'm sure you have been to one of those tours where you overheard your own tour guide or some tour guide next to you from a different group. Telling some very fun, interesting stories that you are not necessarily aware if they are true or not. You know, for instance, maybe at the Ming Dynasty mausoleum of these ancient emperors of the Ming Dynasties, tour guide might think of some fun stories about an emperor and his concubines and his queen that you cannot know if this is true, if this actually happened. But it's worth a laugh. I mean, it's certainly entertaining. So now it seems that at a lot of the museums across China, not only the National Museum of China, they are finding these behavior unacceptable, and they are coming up with regulations to prohibit such behaviors to make sure that those who organize tours to these venues and introduce the exhibits on these、uh, occasions. Know what they are doing and tell nothing but the truth. Yeah. So let's first of all take a look at this particular notice issued by the National Museum of China. It says the museum itself offers various forms of guided tour services to the public, covering basic exhibition, thematic displays, and temporary exhibitions. And without permission from the museum, no organization or individual is allowed to conduct guided tour activities within it. And、uh, those who、uh, want to conduct guided tour activities within the museum, due to those work-related reasons, must admit an application five days in advance. And in particular, enterprises and institutions. Engaged in social education for three years or more with a good industry reputation, can apply for authorization within the museum. You don't need to apply five days in advance. So, yeah, the regulations or the guidelines here seems to be pretty strict. 
But、um, I think、uh, actually many people have、uh, voiced their support towards this new guideline online. That's something we cannot deny.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, some context to the story, and that is, access to the National Museum of China is free. You don't have to pay for entry.、Uh, you you go in and show your ID card to show to prove that you are who you are, and you wait your turn in the line. And when it's your turn, you're just walking and you spend a few moments in the museum and try to appreciate. Uh, some of the exhibits pertaining to Chinese history and also modern China, and and there are also thematic exhibitions, as Dinkan mentioned earlier. So your visit to the museum is free. I'm not sure about the guided tours organized by the museum itself, but I my wild guess is、uh, is also free. So it's not like the museum is fearing competition from out from the outside and trying to limit access by other tour guides. For the sake of his own profit, and I mean that's that's not the issue here. No, of course it is free of charge, but you have to book in advance, and that is the situation because there are simply not enough、uh, explainer or tour guides in the National Museum nowadays to fulfill the crazy amount of need by customers, especially、uh, during summer vacations when study tours are very popular this year here in China, and a lot of students want to. Book a tour in the National Museum with a professional tour guide explaining each and every item, the story behind it, the history behind it, the cultural part of it, and people are fascinated by it. And that is why things get a little bit、um, competitive, I would say, when it comes to booking. Mm, how? What, what do you mean by competitive? I mean, like I said earlier, it's free access. You don't have to pay for anything. <laughs> Especially because it's free access, you have to book in advance,、um, several days, even weeks before your actual trip, so that you would be able to book not only a ticket for the entry of the museum, but also a good tour guide, official tour guide in the museum. And a lot、mm-hmm. of people, due to the fact that they may change their schedule or they cannot really plan so advanced in time, they still. Need someone to explain the story behind each item, so they tend to go to you know other places, including Taobao, which I personally checked, provides such services.、Mm-hmm. Um, let's say private tour guides, knowing a lot about all the items in the National Museum, provided with a lot of different stories and anecdotes, and they're the. They have the golden stars within the industry for decades, and they're really good. And they only charge you for three hundred yuan per trip. And you know the, the temptations there. And I personally,、mm. I would like to buy.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. And people feel really the urge to purchase that service precisely because the National Museum is positioned. Very well, and it's, it's next to the Tiananmen Square,、mm. to the east of it, and to the west you see the Great Hall of the People, and to the north there's the、uh, Tiananmen, of course, and then also the、uh, Forbidden City. So every tourist who's been to Beijing would want to be at the Tiananmen Square, and then when they are already there, why not go to a free museum right by their side? So that explains the popularity. Of that museum, of that venue, but of course the content or the exhibit on display are also quite attractive. Yeah. So to summarize some of your points, I guess we're basically looking at a situation in which 
Museum museum tours are so popular, especially during summer holidays, that the supply of guiding services or the supply of guides have fallen short of demand. Actually, some industry experts, like some museum education experts, say although guides and volunteers provided by these museums may may be enough for those individual visitors. They may not be enough for groups for those、uh, tour groups due to this kind of、uh, inflexible scheduling. So I guess, and in the meantime, I guess some people would prefer this old-fashioned way of having a real person be there explaining all these、uh, exhibits to you, right? Rather than a digitalized、uh, voice machine. That's the practice on the part of many museums nowadays. So I guess this prompted those、um, travel agencies、uh, in the market or some particular individuals to offer this kind of services. But in return, that could be disruptive to the normal orderly operation within the museums.、So、What kind of disruptions are we talking about? I mean, other than giving out misleading information to those who are otherwise Unaware of what they're getting into. Yeah, I think I think somehow we can just take a look at this particular guideline issued by the National Museum of China. One article says that even for the guides for those approved tours, they cannot speak loudly in exhibition halls,、uh, nor should they stay in front of the exhibit for too long. I guess. This particular wording is pointing to the problem. Oh, what a shame! When I was a little girl, when I was a teenager, or even younger than that, I really enjoyed tag along on those, you know, paid tours because they paid for it. It's not necessarily in a museum. Sometimes it's in a tourist site.、Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a museum or an exhibition. I didn't pay for the tour guide. I would tag along into one of the groups and just, you know, pretend to be one of the members and listen to the tour guides explaining everything. But nowadays, apparently, they're using these headphones that I cannot do that anymore.、Mm. Uh, I mean, the tour guide would have a speaker, and travelers actually have a Bluetooth headset so they can listen to the tour guide. I cannot be the freeloader I used to be. I used to really enjoy to be, and but. I can understand when, for example, a young dad is bringing a little boy and explaining to the little boy about certain items. It can be a little bit disruptive if a tour guide is shouting really loud about other things, and if in the hall there are, is more than one tour guide, the situation can be even worse. There is no guarantee that all tour guides will equip their customers with wireless headphones. I mean. More often than not, you see a tour guide wearing a very loud loudspeaker, and also, given the habit of random tourists trying to tag along when there is a group <laughs> and there is a professional, there's a seemingly professional tour guide trying to explain things to his customers or clients. This is all the more likely to cause disruption in the museum in an enclosed area because when people tag along, this. There's no control to to the scene. I mean, the a small tourist group can quickly spin into something out of control. So it's kind of like a snowball situation. I'm actually curious because I, for one, enjoy the anecdotes and maybe misinformation. <laughs> and, and, uh, let's say. Stories people tell each other about certain items. I find those, you know, quite entertaining. And as long as you tell me these are not written in actual history books, I would not take it for real. I would just just、uh, have a good laugh. 
How about you guys? Yeah, I feel like um, yeah. I mean, in any uh, misinformation or disinformation is appealing, right? Right. So who doesn't like but, a good story? But but simply because of this nature, some people with um, malicious intention they tend to you know make use of this particular nature to change people's perception about the real history. That's how some strategists. That's the strategy they adopt. So yeah, I mean, from a political point of view, it's a sensible decision to crack down upon those、um, historical misinformation. I can't make up my mind on this issue. I mean, in fact, when I started looking at the research paper of this topic, I I couldn't get rid get this idea out of my head, and that is, what's wrong with this practice of tourists? Of tour guides trying to invent stories just to entertain their clients. I mean, I for one could totally see some tour guide, let's say in France, inventing stories about Louis XVI and and perhaps <laughs> his queen during the revolution and that kind of thing. And and I could see the crowd really enjoying the moment and giving their laugh and nobody giving it seriously. But on second thought, I mean, we are talking about. A research or a cultural institution、uh, housing the history of China, both、uh, ancient and modern, and this has been considered as a venue for people to study. More likely, more often than not, for children of school age. So we keep saying that on. Summer vacations during summer and winter holidays, we see an influx of people. A lot of Parents bringing their kids. Maybe they're in a tour. Maybe they're there、um, by themselves. But they are likely to tag along when there's a tour. So people are there mostly for educational purposes. And when they are not seeking entertainment but education, then you will want the information you're getting to be precise and accurate. I mean that's. My way of rationalizing what the museum is trying to do, and not only, like I said earlier, not only is this museum trying to impose some restrictions on the content that tour guides are allowed to present. This is happening across the country. Museums in Shanghai and other parts of the country have done similar, even prior to what the National Museum is、uh, has made the same decision. Yeah,、mm. and to ease your mind, because some people on the internet started to question: What if I am taking my kid or several kids in my neighborhood to have a play date day in the National Museum? Am I not allowed to explain certain things to the kids? Or what if I'm a college professor? I know what I'm talking about, and I'm only talking about the specific part about the history or about the items that's been exhibiting that I know of that. I'm using it as a education opportunity to my class students. What if that happens? Should I go and get a certificate from the National Museum? Actually, you do not have to worry about it because this particular regulation, this particular rule, is not set to target you guys. It's set to target those who would use it as a business opportunity, who would charge three hundred yuan on Taobao for people like me. So, if you are the situation. Mentioned earlier, you do not really have to worry. And the museum staff told China News Service that they judge the situation based on whether tour group members are equipped with uniform microphones and headphones, whether or not they're a tour team by business instead of you know 
getting together, having some fun, neighbor friends or such.、Mm-hmm. So if you were an institution keen on making profits by organizing these trips and also imparting knowledge on these occasions, I mean that then there should be some requirements on on you to perform appropriately on such occasions. And a little suggestion for the museums out there, if you want to ease the situation. Technology would be a really good way to go because、right. there are a lot of museums providing the QR code for people to scan, and there would be appear a、uh, voice explaining paragraph telling you about the item, or there sometimes can also be pictures and a lot of other informations. And another thing that I feel like is very cute and. I personally recommend much is to introduce a lot of young kids to be a volunteer in a museum. You teach them in advance, have them understand and remember the history and stories behind the items, and have them act like little, you know, voluntary explainer about certain area. They sh- can be responsible for explaining the items in one or two exhibit halls, and it's. Very precious. I've encountered some of them, and I enjoyed the experience very much. And they apparently are enthusiastic and enjoyed explaining things to me as well.、Mm. So yeah, I guess in whatever way possible, museums need to you know need to take measures to expand their guide team, right, and establish a sort of diverse guided tour groups. Let's put it in this way. Uh, you know, improve both the quantity and the quality of their guiding services. You know, sometimes I feel like outsourcing, even outsourcing this guided、uh, tour service, is also an option. I mean, if there is a company or a social group, social institution that is able to provide really good quality guided tour services to their clients, why not work with them? Which is precisely why I think this new regulation is not entirely prohibitive. In fact, it is trying to endorse certain organizations that are well versed that have experience in this regard.、Uh, talk about the clause that、uh, New Holly mentioned earlier: enterprises and institutions engaged in social education activities for three years or more can apply for authorization to provide guided tours for basic exhibitions and thematic displays within the museum. This goes to show how popular. The study tours have become、uh, in China during、uh, winter and summer holidays, and、uh, a lot of the museums and cultural institutions are trying to adapt to this new change. You're listening to Roundtable. Up next, our recommendations for great content being featured at the first Golden Panda Awards. <laughs> 